All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Los Marcos podcast. Podcast about wrestling, lucha libre, sports entertainment, whatever you want to call it. We're here to talk about it. Uh, Ask and Kells, what's going on, guys? What's up? It's Oscar representing Harlem. Yo, it's your boy Kells, aka the Burnside Bully. What's up? <laughs> And I'm coming to you guys from Brooklyn, and uh, we're here to talk uh, wrestling. Uh, what do you guys? Uh, we want to start off with some intros. Who wants to go? Who wants to go first? I'll I'll rock first. So, been a been a mark for about 25 <laughs> years now. <laughs> Used to only be a WWE guy before when, but I've I've started watching indies again. The WWE's product has just been going down the drain the past year or so, but we'll see what happens. I'm liking this this WWE Evolution pay per view is about to come up, so we'll see. All right, uh, my name's Varro. I've been the Mark my whole life. I think. I think uh, growing up, there's two things that I've uh, consistently done, and it's uh, watch soccer and watch uh, wrestling. But uh, I'm not really into the indies. I'm a WWE shill, and uh, Oscar <laughs> doesn't, doesn't talk to me anymore except on this podcast. So, <laughs> uh, Kels, <laughs> me, bro, bro, listen, wrestling is 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 everything. Sneakers, wrestling, sports. You know, those are the three things I was obsessed with as a kid. Still am today. Uh, definitely a mark. I have a love and hate relationship with WWE, but uh, I got a new girlfriend, and her name is uh, NJPW. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's who I've been paying attention to as of for the past year. And then, you know, I check in from WWE from time to time. I will say this though: that if we do talk about any SmackDowns or Raws, I will be talking from the condensed version because that's what I watch on Hulu. I don't want to spend three hours of my life watching bad wrestling, so. And don't forget, you as well can get Hulu for thirty nine ninety nine with live TV. Are you doing like unpaid promos and sponsorships already? Damn, you're trying to sell <laughs> hey, out already. You gotta start. Gotta start when we're young. So bad, so bad. All right. So, to start it off. I thought we should um, tell listeners our top three. I know everybody has a. Uh, different top three and Austin's gonna name like three people he saw wrestle at a gym one time in his life but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> um I'll I'll go I'll go first it's an armory thank you very much <laughs> an armory a bingo hall all right so um my top three no particular order Bret Hart Eddie Guerrero and uh the man that got me into wrestling, even though it's like frowned upon, still like him. Hulk Hogan, top three. I thought you were going with Chris Benoit on that last one. Uh, Wait, you're really putting you're really putting Hulk Hogan in your top three, bro? I mean, yeah, that's what got me into wrestling as a kid. Like Hulk was the freaking man, and then now he's a racist and <laughs> hates gay people and stuff. But it's like the childhood memory. We we talking about Hogan or talking about McMahon? Who are we talking about? <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> same person, bro. Same Harry, person. what's his last name? 
Terry Terry. Terry Terry Baleo or something? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Regardless so, of what he so, may have said, he's still the reason a lot of us... As I mean, yeah, like, he's a historic figure in wrestling. And some people are willing to pay millions for him to show up at an event. Hence, next next week, Saudi Arabia. Or pay $250 in Florida to get a signature shirt. But uh, I wouldn't do that. That's <laughs> You know, especially from somebody who, you know, went over on everybody and his finishing move was leg drop. So I'm put that out there. Let's just all remember I mean, what yeah, his finishing move is, ladies and gentlemen. It's trash. It is trash. <laughs> <laughs> the man also used creative control every chance he got in WCW, which was disgusting. But it is, it is but what it is. It was, it was worse on Impact. Don't forget Impact. Oof. <laughs> That's when I stopped watching Impact. When Hogan got that, I was like, nah, this shit's about to go downhill. The I'm, Hogan I'm, I'm back, though. I'm back on Impact. Impact the Hogan and Ric Flair years did not happen. That was just a long nightmare that we all had. We, best, let's not talk about, let's best, not talk about the nah, nah. The best thing that came out of that was that uh, Jay Lethal and Ric Flair showdown, that promo. That that was dope. That was epic. Where they, just wooed, the only, they wooed each other to death. That's the only thing that came out of that. That's... Impact Wrestling was in the abyss for about 10 years. Yeah, it, was, it, it got pretty bad. I uh, mean, it, it sounds like someone's about to get in a car accident. That's, that's New York City, guys. Oh, yeah, that's the Bronx. I'm all, that's my apartment, bro. I want to apologize to the listeners. You might hear some years, <laughs> some dogs howling. Gunshots. No gunshots around here, bro. Okay. We got the, uh, what's it called? That big light that projects on the block by the police that put down, so nobody's outside. Okay. Thank you very much. I don't need crime Your jokes top. about my neighborhood. Your top three, Kels. My top three? Uh, my top three is pretty close to Alvaro's, though. I go out, there's only one person that's different. It's just Brett, Eddie, and Sean, pretty much. Um,. Brett was the man, though. Like, Brett, Brett is, is guaranteed my favorite of all, all time. Because um, he wrestled, I would say, the right way, and it made sense. Um, if you watch a Bret Hart match, he's the only wrestler who gets thrown into the turnbuckle face first and not with his back. Because it didn't make any sense to turn around and hit the turnbuckle. So, I think that's small things like that made me like Brett the most. And then Sean, because he was a pervert in his 90s. And people forget about that type of Shawn Michaels that we liked. So you bought the the Playgirl magazines, what you're saying? No, I don't have those. I have seen them. (laughs) But but I I did have the Shawn Michaels toy with the white tights with black and red hearts. I got it in Christmas one time. And it was part of a pack that came with Undertaker and Stone Cold. And my little cousin... To this day, my cousin swears he didn't steal it, but I know he stole it. So, very salty about that Shawn Michaels figurine. But, uh, yeah, and then there's Eddie. What can you say about Eddie? Eddie was the man. There's, you know, WCW days, WWE days. It didn't matter what he did. It was it was fantastic. Now, obviously, his match with Rey Mysterio at Halloween Havoc and his stuff with Brock. But, you know, too bad he's gone. But that, that dude was the man. Was the, 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 the man? 
I guess I'm the only one that doesn't have Eddie in his top three. Damn. And you're Hispanic too, which makes it worse. <laughs> I, it'd be like that sometimes. My, my top three is <laughs> Bret Hart, like everyone else, Chris Benoit, and Kurt Angle. Wow, the ma- you put the, <laughs> the the family murderer in your top three. Damn, wow. This is just, that's, that's worse <laughs> than me putting Hogan in my top three. <laughs> <laughs> this is based strictly on in-ring skills, in-ring abilities. If you want to base <laughs> everything else, <laughs> my top three will be Bret Hart, Kurt Angle, and then HBK. Uh, can we just acknowledge that? Chris Benoit did not wrestle for the title at WrestleMania 20. Just want to put that out there. According to WWE history books. All I know is Chris Benoit won two championships. <laughs> one in WCW and one in WWE. He doesn't, he doesn't exist anymore according to WWE. Yeah, he doesn't. They didn't put the blue dot on him but they were about to Christian. But... Have, you, have you guys watched that, uh, that Black Mirror episode where you could like blur people out in real life? That's what they're gonna do for like future WWE <laughs> Network matches. It's just gonna be like oh, a blur, with the, with like you know when you mother? like yeah, like when you had remember the hot box when you had to like play around with the buttons to get the Spice Channel. That's that's what that's what Chris Benoit's gonna look like. <laughs> this guy said play around. Just go to channel sixty three, bro. What are you talking about? Nah, you had to like fuck around with the buttons on the top. Well, yeah, you gotta press the button, and then you know you have to wait till nine thirty on channel fifty nine because that's when Core TV became Playboy TV. But that's just you know. That's like local shit. I don't think anybody outside of New York is not going to know. And then there's Oscar who had like aluminum foil in the antenna. (laughs) That's definitely how I live life. There was no hot bunny. The bunny ears. I still have bunny ears. Thank you very much. I'm not going to make another cheap plug, but you know where I'm going with this. That's what I use now for my provider. Why, why did you guys pick the wrestlers you picked? I mean, you guys gave a little info, but, like, favorite matches. Um, I got, I got like, a, a funny Bret Hart uh, story. That's going to sound like, that's, like, super corny now, but as a kid, I, I believed it. So, um, I it's, like, the first uh, wrestling event I remember going to as a kid. I don't know how old I was, but probably, like, five, five six. And, um... My dad, like, played the shit out of me. And he, like, he pulled out. He, like, pretended somebody in front of him gave him the Bret Hart shades. And he's like, yo, Bret Hart passed these all the way up to, like, the fucking nosebleed for you. <laughs> and my dumbass believed it. And I was like, yo, Bret Hart is the fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> but and then, and then, like, after that, I was just, like, a Bret Hart mark. And, like, um, Kells was saying, like, he was just, like, a good uh, storyteller. The bumps, like that turnbuckle bump he takes, like chest first. Yo, that that looks so brutal every time he took it. Um, the sharpshooter, classic submission. And it actually hurt when you put people into it. I've heard, I've had people tell me it doesn't hurt, but nah. If you do it right, that shit fucking hurts. <laughs> um, Eddie Guerrero, uh, just, you know, a Mexican guy that made it. That uh, frog flesh when he hits it when I watch it again when he hits it on Brock I still get chills like every time I can't not watch it and not get chills and then like I told you Hogan was just like a superhero as a kid fucking monster I rented that 
remember when we used to rent movies and shit? I rented that uh, WrestleMania, what was it, 6? With Ultimate Warrior? I rented that one like fucking like 200 times. My parents like hated me. They should have probably <laughs> they probably should have bought the the movie thing for me, bought the cassette for me like at that point. But it's whatever. But yeah, that's like just some some reasoning behind my my top three. So for me, I would have to say for Bret Hart, it was the history of matches he had with Owen were just out of this world, whether it was the cage match, whether it was the one-on-one at WrestleMania 10 before Bret Hart won the belt, where for some reason Lex Luger was getting another push that he's never deserved. <laughs> um, I felt like there was no, nobody could compare in the ring with either one of them. For Benoit, it was, I was a big horseman mark at that time. It was, even though it was probably one of the worst reincarnations of the horseman, I'm not old enough. As, as much as Kels thinks I'm old enough to remember <laughs> Ric Flair and the original Four Horsemen, I'm not. I barely remember any incarnation of the Horsemen. Steve McMichael was the worst Horseman, but they also had a solid lineup of Malenko, Benoit, and Flair. And Benoit was just the consummate, what you want to see out of a wrestler. Always gave it 110% and was the, probably the best technician other than Harder, Jericho, and Angle. Olympic gold medalist. At first, it looked like he had no charisma, and then the milk carton, the little cowboy hat, his match with Lesnar, everything about him just resonates. Why he's one of the greatest of all time. His ability to like take God knows how many. Um, what was he on? Vicodin, a day and not die. It's pretty uh, admirable. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is not a podcast at all. <laughs> No, no drugs and alcohol, kids. <laughs> I forgot Oscar's about that uh, straight edge life now. And yeah, I know what CM Punk used to say. He's gonna <laughs> leave it at that. Who is probably who would be number four on my list, just despite Kells. <laughs> just despite. Now, now speaking of that Brett and Owen match, um, not not the, the the single match, but the one in the cage. That that's the best cage match ever. What British Bulldog get the save? Because they, they because the entire match they actually try to climb out of the cage. That that's why that match makes extreme sense. They actually tried to climb out of the cage. The whole match is just them pulling each other off, beating each other up, climbing the cage, trying to get out. Whereas now we have what we have where the guy's at the top of the cage and for some reason he'll jump off to like hit a frog splash or some stupid move. <laughs> Just so you could spot monkey to the freaking crowd. Then you know. What did, you know. What did Morrison do to you? <laughs> first of all, he's Johnny Impact now, but still, he didn't do anything to me. But you know, I, I agree. Same thing with with with, with Alvaro. It's just you know, Brad was the man, the cleanest wrestler. Never made a mistake. Did everything the right way. Just knew what to do. He could make anybody look good in the ring. Eddie carried SmackDown for a solid two, three years on his roided back. And, you know, Sean was Sean. He was he was hot in the nineties. You couldn't stop him with the one with the one leg. I remember staying up late watching the Royal Rumble when he when he put the one leg on the floor and rolled right back up, pulled himself back up and won. So, you know, after that, I spent maybe like a good week trying to like 
redo that in my bedroom, but it didn't work to any avail. So you had ropes. <laughs> no, I had like a bunk bed. So what I did was I was just like slipping over the barricade of my bunk bed and like hanging on, <laughs> and, like, putting one foot on the floor and trying to pull myself back up. But it didn't work out. So you know. <laughs> My mother wasn't really happy when she found me doing that. She said, oh, I'm Shawn Michaels. I'm a sexy boy. You know, I remember in school getting in trouble with singing that song and doing the whole pose. I think Did all you... of us got oh, in trouble. Yeah. Of... We, we all got in trouble because of wrestling. <laughs> well, it's, not really the, it's not really the lyrics. It's that, ah, ah, ah. Or they're actually saying Shawn, but, you know, it sounds like women moaning, moaning, whatever. I'm pretty sure you were doing that in college as well. I'm going to throw that out there. Probably. I don't Probably. think that's elementary school thing. <laughs> Granted, my my memory of our college days is very fuzzy. Oh, okay, yeah. Also, also, can we also bring back, which I would like WWE to do, they need to make the wrestlers sing their intro songs again because we need that. Because <laughs> Sean singing Sexy Boy and John Cena's Basic Thugonomics are two of the best songs of all time. I'm just also, <laughs> honorable mention for Enzo Amore. Mm. Which Enzo? Like the... the... <laughs> what Enzo? Who's that? The rapper? <laughs> oh, the former wrestler? He wrestled before? I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> I did not know that. Cruiserweight champion. Thank you very much. When? When he beat Neville. You know, that that was, once again, I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> you could try to erase it. It happened. He's another, Listen, one. He's another one that's going to get the Christmas watch treatment. Just a blur <laughs> on, the, on the screen. <laughs> just in Jordan. No, just a, in Jordan's going to show. <laughs> it, it's not a blur. It's the, uh, they do the Kevin Dunn camera cut. <laughs> like, now, if you, go, if you go back and watch WrestleMania 30, the, uh, the curb stomp never happened. So... If you watch the recap, it's just it cuts to the crowd when Rollins jumps in the air and then it's back to him with the belt. So, oh, you know. shit, really? I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I don't know about now because that was back when Vince was like no curb stomp because he didn't want kids doing it to each other or something like that. Yeah. And now he brought it back, so, you know. Probably the best finishing maneuver. Well, it's the easiest. It, that's They use it in American History X, so, I mean, <laughs> it works. You think that's, that's, that's why they pulled that, it? That was a documentary, right? <laughs> no, it was a movie, dude. <laughs> but, uh, a I'm gonna, movie. I'm gonna my sources for this. I don't, I don't, I, I don't believe that opinion of yours. It was a movie, dude. It looked like a, I thought it was a documentary when I first saw it. <laughs> oh man, Edward! I was like, man, the Terminator kids really, really something. And then that was the last <laughs> movie he ever made. <laughs> Where careers go to die. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get back to a little bit of this uh, res- wrestling talk. Um, I mean, the main topic for today that we wanted to talk was uh, talk about if uh, wrestling is mainstream again and and why. Because when we were kids, I think was the the last time it was like cool to be to be a wrestling fan. I don't know, I, I I think you guys would agree, right? Yeah, it was it was probably what from elementary school until like junior high. It was really popular. That's when 
it was the Monday Night Wars and wrestling was dominating TV Guide and all these magazines. Uh, obviously, that popularity waned a lot. Uh, I don't know per se when it kind of became popular again. I'm going to say is when CM Punk started dropping a pipe bomb. I don't know uh, where you guys say. I feel like it's been like the last like maybe three years. I don't know what to accredit it to, but I feel like in the like within the last two three years, I've like even myself, like I, I've been like talking about wrestling to people that don't, or like people that don't talk about wrestling, like mention it every now and then because they know I watch it. But it's it's recent in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe maybe I, I feel like it has to do with probably from the start. Yeah, I think you got to bring social media into this because that was one of the big players. Because WWE oh, social true. media game, yeah, I'm not even gonna hate that. The, the social media game is on point. Like they they get so much views on YouTube. You know what culture? All those videos they make views off of WWE stuff, Instagram, Twitter, and then even UFC. I would say would have to play a part because when Brock went to UFC and he beat people up and actually won. It made people. It made wrestling, I, I think, more legit if you think about it. But you know, maybe I would say ultimately the one person who would more than likely be the guy that did it was was Dwayne. It was The Rock. I think him going to the movies and actually being successful and making all that money, and then him doing the WrestleManias, made more people want to watch wrestling again. And now with the network where you can stream everything and watch all the stuff that you want to watch. And, you know, people actually, I don't, I don't know if people want to watch wrestling. I think they care more about the booking of wrestling and the drama behind it, which is why it's more fun now. Because there, there's, I think everybody who was a mark is now a smart mark. And you combine that with social media and all these, you know, wrestlers going into the mainstream and going on TV and doing movies and going to UFC and going to the sports, I think it makes more people pay attention. Yeah, I think it, it might have to do something too with like, we're, we're the Monday Night War like generation like in terms of when we were kids. So now, like 15, 20 years later, we want to, you know, talk about wrestling because it's something we grew up with, I think. So I think just the fact that millennials were the ones that grew up with the Attitude Era and now we're like adults and we can, like we want to bring wrestling back. It's something that we hold like close to us. I say like our generation. Hot take, Attitude Era wrestling was horrible. The it was horrible. It was. It. it was trash. Amazing. But storyline no and everything under was crazy. What? Go back and go watch Attitude Era matches. If there wasn't Brian Panties filled matches, there were a whole bunch of horrible Midian type jobbers. Bro, how can you hate on Brian Panties matches, bro? <laughs> what? If I want to watch a Brian Panties match, I'm just going to go on, on Pornhub. Yeah, another, but, when, yeah but, when, but when you're an eight year old <laughs> or a nine year old and Sable is bringing the puppies out, bro, you're going to watch. That's like life defining moments. I would change it to WCW. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, what? Keep it You're a liar. Keep it a book. You're no, a I'm not. Liar. No, I'm so, not. So, you know, all, all I can picture is Oscar. He's watching Raw. 
and and, and <laughs> tables in the ring stripping. JR's going, oh, she's bringing the puppies out. And Oscar's like, screw this. I'm going to watch Dean Malenko do a great horse collar hold on this match. <laughs> I think that is an accurate statement. Um, I was oh, happy. Unless the, only, the only person I didn't change the channel for was WCW without Stacey Keebler. Oh, Dean Malenko. What a worker. Stacey Keebler is the only person I didn't change the channel for. Not nine-year-old Oscar as he sips his uh, whiskey and reads his newspaper while watching WWE matches. Uh, it was Brugal. It was Brugal. Thank you very much. I was I was not a big fan of the Bar and Panties matches. I was not a big fan of any of the WWE matches besides the main events. Their main event scene was incredible. The storylines were everything, but they had no lower card wrestlers. WCW had the money with the lower cards, whether it was the Mexicans or just the. <laughs> the <worst of> Mexicans. <laughs> I'm keeping it real. The, the there was the no cruiserweights. <laughs> there was nobody from Guatemala. There was nobody from Salvador. There was nobody from Puerto Rico. The DR in WCW. I, I just I just want to say that WWE never had a person with a 162 and 0 streak lose. To a six foot man with a taser and long hair. Okay, let's let's, let's never forget that. All right. Booking's never decisions. Forget that. Let's never decisions forget. Were not a great thing. Okay. Uh, WWE. WWE never, never freaking had their writer come down to the middle of the ring and say, "Don't watch WWE Raw because mankind's gonna win the championship tonight." <laughs> I ruined the booking. And then two million people switched over to the TV. There were okay. some horrible booking decisions, <laughs> but the wrestling was better. I was I, that I on my dying day. I do not agree with that. Really? I, I, I agree. I, like I'm a WWE guy, but the wrestling on WCW was a lot better. I think I think we need to tailor exactly the statement that we're saying. In the nineties, WCW's cruiserweight division with Billy Kidman, Chris Jericho, Di Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, Chavo Guerrero—that was the best wrestling you were gonna see on TV in the '90s. Period. Top, bar none. And Juventus and Parka, Ultimo Dragon, whatever. Ultimo Dragon. That was the best division in wrestling. Disco Inferno. But <laughs> <laughs> New York, New York—that's the only New York on that list. So got it. Alex Wright. <laughs> Alex Wright. <laughs> but it wasn't the better product. It was not the better product. You need you for people to say WCW had better wrestling. No, WCW's cruiserweight division was the best wrestling of the nineties, but it wasn't better than WWE, period. There's nothing better than watching The Rocks chair shot mankind like fourteen times on a Sunday. Alright? <laughs> And then cheating with a microphone, telling him he said, I quit. There's nothing better than that. I don't want to hear that crap. Hashtag right. uh, CTE. Tri- Triple H with <laughs> Triple H's uh, rapey marriage storyline. <laughs> WCW had nothing on that. All right, guys? Katie Vick? <laughs> no, the Steph McMahon one oh, in no, Vegas. I'm, I'm just bringing up bad, uh, ridiculous storylines. Are you in a okay. tunnel right now? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got traffic outside, man. It's New York, Where man. Where the hell are you guys at? You hear the fire? We have we have windows, Oscar. We don't live in the like a little cave like basement. you, man. Shit. <laughs> wow. Soundproof I, basement. <laughs> just because I live in a basement does not mean anything. 
You sound Oscar living the uh, Harry Potter lifestyle. Just... <laughs> you hear that? That's New York. <laughs> it's not. It's not gonna be popping with these sounds. I don't. I don't know how you guys live like that. What do you mean? I can't go to sleep if I if I don't hear sirens at night. <laughs> kids get you know middle like other kids get lullabies and shit. I go to sleep to sirens and people yelling. You're <laughs> that's that's the only way to sleep at night. Oscar goes to sleep to uh, Triple H's theme song over there. I do, and I can't wait to hear it next week for WWE Crown Jewel. <laughs> Wow, what a plug. Are you really excited for that pay-per-view, bro? <laughs> we have to mention it. It's 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 the talk of the town right now. Um, I don't I feel like it's WWE. They've always done whatever they could for money or to make themselves not be at blame for situations. Let's not forget to Brian Pillman when they had his wife on the air twenty four hours later. They don't care what they do as long as they make a buck. So I'm not surprised. I'm gonna watch it because of course I am. But I don't think I don't know I don't know if you guys are shocked that they're doing it, but I'm not. When when is it? So isn't it like in the middle of the day? It's Friday. At what time? Second at eleven a.m. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be at work. Uh, so well, uh, I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say. <laughs> isn't isn't Evolution this Sunday though? Because yeah, like Evolution is on Sunday. It, it's insane how they just like. Pretty much told Evolution, like, uh, yeah, first one was pay-per-view. We're just going to, like, put you on the back burner, not even promote you, and just push the pay-per-view of a regime that is oppressive to women <laughs> and people's rights. It's, it's interesting to me. So so Saudi Arabia got in the way of women progressing, is what you're telling me. Well, nothing new. <laughs> nothing new, guys. But, you know, I, I just feel like they could have just held the Crown Jewel pay-per-view and they could have literally picked anywhere. They could have just treated it like Fortnite and just dropped in on any random patch of grass, built a ring, and said, live from this random place in the United States, welcome to WWE Crown Jewel, and it would have been all right. But now they have to go over there and hold that pay-per-view. And I'm really wondering if it's going to be the same thing as the last one where they, like, shot, like, put all this propaganda out and like made Saudi Arabia look so great and progressive. I wonder, and they said all these great things. I, I really do wonder if we're going to hear um, the, the announced team say, live from the great kingdom of Saudi Arabia, who treated us so nice, as there's like guns aimed at their heads in case they say anything <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I, I would have to agree with Kels because the last thing just seemed like one big advertisement for us to go travel to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'm probably not going to watch it. I'll, I'll read the results because I don't, I don't think anything significant is going to happen. It's like a couple of wrestlers have pulled out, right? Daniel Bryan, John Cena. Daniel Bryan, yeah, John Cena 100% pulled out. Um, there's no confirmation as of yet from Dave Meltzer or any of the big dirt sheet guys about Daniel Bryan yet. So we'll see but what it's, happens it's with like that. going around that he might. Yeah, that's, that he that's the big rumor. Uh I don't blame them. I don't blame any talent if they don't want to go. They shouldn't have to go places where they don't want to. Like even, even like the tribute for the troops. If there's talent that don't want to go. Like at the end of the day, it's you shouldn't force talent to go anywhere they don't want to go, especially if it's another another country. 
Yeah, I don't know. The whole this whole situation is weird now. But um, their statement was basically, "We need the money, so we're going." But isn't it isn't it a uh, like a contract to like twenty thirty or something like that? It's a it's a yeah, ten year contract yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Ten year contract. Jesus Christ, because because essentially what 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 you know Prince MBS is doing is essentially he's 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 us, but with money, and he says, "What if I could just have them wrestle and I could just get all my favorite people to wrestle when I was a kid?" For me, he asked for Ultimate Warrior, so <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh... <laughs> And he had like a kayfabe Yokozuna at the other one, didn't he? Probably because he, he wanted like a, he, he had like a fake it. Yokozuna. He wanted, he wanted Yokozuna. <laughs> Those are his two favorite wrestlers growing up. I guess Ultimate Warrior and Yokozuna, which is two opposite ends of the spectrum on every level. So to each their own. I would like to know well, his top three list is. Well, I, I'm guessing we can guarantee that MBS's wrestlers that he likes. In his top three, definitely have a low work rate. <laughs> that's why Hogan's gonna be there too. Oh, Hogan's definitely Hogan's definitely in that top three, baby. He might like, and he's probably got Cena four. <laughs> yeah, but Cena's not showing up. I think there was but like I, uh, before all think- the Roman Reigns things happened. Um, I think for next year he wanted The Rock to have the title on him or something like that. Like, they're offering them, like, 40 mil to put the title on The Rock. Yo, The Rock, I, I just want to put this up, The Rock is a hypocrite. The Rock is a, is, a, is a huge hypocrite for him to, you know, say that he doesn't want to be part of Crown Jewel. But then on his Instagram, he's, like, had this long paragraph praising MBS when he went to dinner with him. So, you know. And hot take, I don't want to see The Rock wrestle anymore. I'm good. I'm, I think I've, I've seen enough. 100% agree. <laughs> I don't remember the last time he had a good match. He phoned it in against everyone he's wrestled past, what, 10 years? So I'm good. I guess Varro's the one holdout that loves to see Rocky Maivia still in the ring. He's not Rocky Maivia anymore. Remember that he's Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to think when like the last good rock match I saw and I can't think of it. WrestleMania Next. 18, bro. That's it. What about his match with Lesnar when he dropped the title? That was alright. His matches with Cena at WrestleMania were okay. You know, once in, once in a lifetime, twice, and once in a lifetime. Those were okay, but I don't I don't know. I'm just. I, I I'm tired of I'm tired of of the the old stuff. Stop trying to sell me the '90s. I like I love the '90s, and the '90s made me want to watch wrestling, and the '90s made me want to watch wrestling. I want to see the new guys. I want to see the new guys. I don't want to see Undertaker, 50 years old. You know, you know. I think Oscar can understand this. Oscar, you, when you were in active duty, did you ever have like an officer who was in your unit who was just fucking old, like? Just fucking old. And then the motherfucker just shows up. Sorry for my language. Just shows up to take the fitness test that day. And this guy is just old and hurting. And you're just looking at this guy like, why are you still doing this? You mean like me tomorrow morning? <laughs> yeah. You're not I- that old, but 
You get what I'm saying? Like, I had a 60-year-old colonel in my unit, and she was, like, taking the PT test. And I'm just like, why are you doing this? Go home. You you got 30-something years in this. Just give it up. Like, Undertaker has nothing to prove to anybody, and he completely ruins his legacy, completely ruins the Roman moment, completely ruins everything. Every time he comes back into the room and cuts that same tired promo about, um, I'm here to dig up graves. And raise hell. Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. All right? Well, I think I think Undertaker is uh, <laughs> one of the most overrated wrestlers ever. Like, the gimmick is okay, but <laughs> Undertaker's trash. Wow! <laughs> and this is how you make a name for yourself. I only remember... Wow! When, when did Undertaker WrestleMania matches start being good? Probably like, 20, Randy Orton? 324? 24. Yeah, when did he, when did he fight Orion? Was that twenty four or was that after? I don't remember the exact WrestleMania, but I feel like that was his first good one, and then he went on a on a run of of good WrestleMania matches. Before that, they were all trash. Look at who he versed; they were all garbage. Like I hated the Undertaker. I don't know why people like him. The gimmick is dope, like Dead Man, but he was trash. I, I don't like him. It was WrestleMania twenty one. All right, and then he had he had Batista, he had Edge, he had the CM Punk matches, Shawn Michaels matches, Shawn Michael matches, Triple H matches. I think that was nineteen. Nineteen, okay. The 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 cage match with the spot, the switch of music into the pedigree. That's a great match. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, yeah. He had when he had someone to carry him. He had great matches at at WrestleMania, but when he had to carry a match, they were all garbage. Well, remember. Well, I don't know. I'm not gonna say he's trash, cause, cause, cause I, I'll, I will say I don't like Dead Man Undertaker, but I do like American Badass Undertaker. That's my favorite Undertaker. The, the, the when he was more of a boxer and a striker. Maga Taker. Maga Taker. Yeah, I do like Maga Taker. Yeah, facts. That's a Maga gimmick. Facts. Maga Taker is my favorite Taker. <laughs> Because he would just come with a motorcycle, you know, beat people up, throw his punches, tombstone you, and go home. It wasn't, there was, and it was very simple. It was like Undertaker, for some reason, moved to Florida and joined <laughs> the biker gang, and now he's back wrestling. You know? But that, that is, that is definitely, wow, Undertaker's trash. I've never heard anybody say that. What? Nah. I've only heard he's one trash. other person say that. Uh, one of me and Val's friends, Lou. Also has been saying that for since we were little. He was one of the only ones that would say that <laughs> openly back then. And I looked at him like it was crazy. And then the older I get, the more matches I watch of him. Like like Varro said, he has a streak of great SummerSlam matches. But before Wrestle- I mean WrestleMania, WrestleMania matches yeah. before that, just, he does the big boot. He walks on the ropes. He punches you a lot, and he does a tombstone. And everyone thinks he's Kane. Kane's a better wrestler. Well, he doesn't really walk on the ropes anymore. He could barely have the balance to do it. And then I, 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 I when was it? When was it? it? Was the when him and Kane came into the ring with Triple H and he tombstone them? He he barely got that tombstone. It was like it was bad. It was really bad. Like you could see his knees wobbling. He was hurting. So he needs to. I don't know what's going on with him at home. Maybe Sarah's not doing what she has to do. You mean um. His Michelle, new wife, Michelle. 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 Oh, he's he yeah. got a new wife. I don't yeah. know his new Michelle wife. Michelle McCool. Whatever. You know her. She was you know in her. W- She was in what? 
Michelle WWE. McCool. She was WWE. Lake well, well, Michelle McCool is not. She's not. Pop, she's not popping it. She <laughs> needs to shake it for dollar bills and make his ass stay home because I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I really can't. The only the only guy who's old that could still go is Triple H, and that's because Triple H looks like he's ready to wrestle at any time because he's extremely fit. But Undertaker has to go through this like intense training camp for one match for one year. And then he's like posting videos of like on Instagram and Twitter, like, oh I'm getting in shape. Like, dude, you you've been cranking beers all day. Why are you doing this? <laughs> but ten million dollars though that's not bad. Well that's that's why HBK came back and you can't blame him. He's gonna get a nice payday. Bald HBK. Don't forget. Bald days. He looks so weird. <laughs> I mean, we can't all... All of us still have the image of him coming down from the Raptors, but... And that that's actually why I... Like, until recently, that's why I hated Shawn Michaels when he went over on Bret Hart in that Iron Man match. I, I hated Shawn Michaels growing up because of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit hate. I was like, yo, fuck this guy. <laughs> But I felt now, like that now, was... now I can appreciate HBK's career. When he wanted to work, he was one of the best of all time. When he wanted to work. When he wasn't cutting a promo in a Pele Pele leather, talking about, I lost my fucking smile. <laughs> <laughs> well, his match with Hogan, where he oversold everything, was great. That, that's that's, a, top, uh, that's yeah. a top match. That was amazing. That's an amazing match. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Can't even hate on that, bro. Can't even hate on that. But just, I just want to go back real quick to the whole like old people stuff. Is it me or does Kane, when when he's out there in the ring and he's got the costume on, I, I feel like he looks like my forty year old brother who's out of shape and is just wearing a Kane outfit for Halloween. <laughs> you mean the guy, there. the guy that does Subway Mania. Yeah, yeah, Subway Mania. It looks like Subway Mania guy. It doesn't even look, look like the like, like I'm. And the thing is, I don't even watch this on TV. Like I said, I watch it on Hulu, and I and I watch the recaps or I, cat, or I watch it on Raw. And I was just watching. I was like, this is the saddest thing ever. I'm like, every man in this ring right now is married, has children, like grown kids. You know, they like go to soccer games and they. They eat quinoa to keep them regular. <laughs> and they're just trying to make us feel like, oh, Brothers of Destruction and DX. Bro, I don't care about DX anymore. Like, hot take. I'm done. Like, I, you know, DX was dead after the 90s. The, the, the first comeback of DX was corny as hell. When they were, like, doing Home Alone pranks on people. Just terrible. Just, just terrible booking. I'm done. I'm done with the DX stuff. I just can't do it anymore. Sorry. Nah, I'm very passionate yeah, yeah. about this. I, 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 agree. <laughs> I agree. DX, they need to let let it be dead. Like, just let it rest. <laughs> I was gonna say rest in peace, but cheap, cheap fun. <laughs> they, was that like... too hard with everything from the nineties? And and then the thing is, WWE supposedly they say that their main demographic is kids. None of these kids know who these people are. That's true. And you're trying to throw us a bone, and it's like you're not doing me a favor, dude. But like, just put fucking Dean Ambrose out there against anybody who's on the roster who can go. Give me Dean versus 
to give me Dean versus Seth or Dean versus McIntyre or give me Ziggler versus Styles. I don't want to see old wrestling anymore. Well, like, they're giving it. They're giving us Dean versus Seth. How do you guys feel about that heel turn after everything that happened on on Raw for the beginning of the show? Yeah, that that was a crazy opening. Like, I I was just like, I was floor, floored. I guess when Roman said what he said that he has leukemia and that he's been battling it for like eleven years, that that was crazy. Like, I, as soon as uh, as soon as I started watching, I texted you guys, and I texted my other boys that watch wrestling, and everyone was like, "What the fuck." I don't know. My my first my first reaction to hearing because I because I saw it on Reddit, I was just like, "Work or shoot." <laughs> this is this, this is the point. As wrestling fans, we, everything in life is a work or shoot. I'm, I'm listen. It's it, it, it's 2018. Fake news is everywhere, so I got to make sure work or shoot. And then when I found out it wasn't gonna work, and it was actually a real shoot, I I then told myself, "Damn, who am I gonna?" <laughs> Cut off. <laughs> Who are you gonna what? I told myself. Sorry, my I, I, I after that when I found out it was real, I said uh, I told myself, "Who am I gonna boo now?" So, you know, it sucks that he's gonna be gone for a while. We don't know indefinitely. And Roman, Roman was good. He put on some good matches, but like I said, he was the best person to boo. He was the John Cena, and now we have nobody to fill that role. You really did bring up an interesting point about who there is to boo right now. If you think about it, well, that's why they did what they did. That but Dean's legit. not gonna get booed. Dean's not gonna not get, get booed, booed like that because Dean has fan base like us who will cheer him no matter what he does. After he took the train to Coney Island, I don't think I could. Have <laughs> he took the wrong train that doesn't go well, to Coney you Island. Gotta, you gotta wait. You gotta wait for the Rollins promos. I don't. I don't yeah. like Seth Rollins promos. If you want me to keep it real, that's true. He, actually, I, now to think about I don't it, his promo, good promos. Mike skills are aren't that great. I don't. I don't think anybody wants a babyface Seth though, because Seth is not a babyface. He's a good tweener. Mm, I don't even. He's a, heel. he's a heel. He's a heel. He's a heel. Yo, his fucking Dean, laugh when he was a heel. That shit was hilarious. Oh, his snarky great. laugh. That shit was <laughs> fucking amazing. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. But I don't know. I don't know because Brian Brian Alvarez was saying that he was pissed off that he thought that WWE was being rude and they were taking uh, advantage of the fans' emotion that night by doing the the heel turn. But in my opinion, I just felt like the heel turn was was like I was like when he turned heel, I was like okay, he did it. But I was like, this is stupid. Like I thought it was too late. Like I was expecting a heel turn when Dean came back at the pay per view after Roman won. I was expecting that was when we were gonna get a heel turn. And we would have gotten a heel Dean and a babyface Roman angle, but that I, I, never happened. I feel like if they didn't turn it, like when you said back in the day when he first came back, they should have waited until probably right around Royal Rumble to make it like a big match instead of the Royal Rumble because they, they, they've been lacking the past few years of a big, big-time match during the Rumble, and I feel like that could have been it. Now they're going to squeeze it somewhere in – these Survivor Series matches that haven't been anything special lately. Well, so does this mean... I'm sorry, go ahead, Al. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead I was go just going to say that they, um, for Survivor Series, they usually do like brand versus brand, but I 
think that this year they're not they're not gonna do that. So you might be right. They might just throw it on the Survivor Series card. And it's gonna get lost in the. Sh- it, it should. This should be like a main event. It should. Yeah. And I can see WWE just screwing us up and making it either the opening match or the pre-show because why not? <laughs> the pre-show. Wow. Damn, that's harsh. YouTube. Now my question is. Now, now, does this when when is this uh, match? I, I don't remember the the Braun versus Brock match. At Crown Jewel, right? And Crown Jewel is Friday, right? This next Friday, yeah. We're recording Friday night, so yeah, a week from now. Okay. No, because because with me, my thing is in my head. It, I'm, first of all, I don't know why they just made it Braun versus Brock. They didn't even hold a number one contender match for to go against Braun. Right or or tournament, which would have been really cool. What they should have done, but then I don't. The other thing is, if Brock wins, right, which I think he is going to win, because remember we got Cormier in UFC 230, who's supposed to fight Brock next. So if, if Cormier wins, do you think WWE lets Brock go into a UFC ring with the title? Um, I don't know. I think they do because they they they've given them the okay to wrestle before for UFC. So it's just brand exposure. It's not like back in the day when Medusa showed up to WCW with the <laughs> WWE Women's Belt. It's it's just brand. It's just gonna help out the exposure because, like Vince says, we're not in direct competition with UFC. Air quotes. But there's a reason they took it off of him and put it on Reigns. I don't think they want they want the title to travel to UFC and not be on the show because, like. There was really no, nothing to compete for on Raw when Brock Lesnar had the title. It was just like a bunch of random, like pointless matches that weren't going anywhere. You need the title on Raw to make it interesting. Well, I think a bunch of random pointless matches going nowhere is Raw every week, but (laughs) that's, that's, you know. But I mean, if you have the title there, it's at least some direction. I think when the title wasn't there, it was, it was just I don't know, pointless. Nothing, nothing was happening. Like the Roman yeah, Reigns, the Roman Reigns and like Strowman rivalry. It wasn't over the title. It was just matches of a random rivalry. If it, if it would have been for the title, that would have added something extra and maybe a little more memorable. But even when Roman was there, it was I mean, even when the belt was or wasn't there, it's it's. The whole company is Roman. It doesn't matter what happens. At the end of the day, Roman is the guy. Was the guy. Will be the guy. So it's interesting to see who's going to be next. But I, like I told you guys before offhand, we were talking. I think I think they're going to put the belt, and it might come soon. But I think they're going to give it to Drew McIntyre. Yeah, they've been teasing like a Strowman McIntyre feud. Dude, he's got the look. He's got the look that Vince likes. So well, he called him the chosen one before. Remember when he first started? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah before yeah, yeah. he left, he was the chosen but one. That McIntyre is a complete one eighty from this one. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He was boring. He could wrestle, but he was just a boring character. Now it's he's got even more than Vince McMahon look. He came back even bigger than um his other um what's his homies um. Shouldn't the modern-day Maharaja. 
Jinder. Oh, dude, he is jacked. He's way bigger than Jinder, dude. Yeah. Like, I'm not surprised. He, I'm, I, like, I don't know why he doesn't have a Rick Rude gimmick right now. Just walk out to the ring. Let me show you what a real man looks like, and just starts moving his hips over there. I really hope they never bring back that gimmick, especially in 2018. <laughs> that was that was an amazing gimmick, and that gimmick would go over as hell in 2018. I can promise you that right now. I, I think society's so much different than it was back then. Um, Dude. That'd Not be the perfect heel heat gimmick. Look at, hey, all you feminist women out there, let me show you what a real man looks like. Just starts fucking moving around. Heat. Boom. It'd be nuclear radioactive heat. You tell me that wouldn't work? There's only one way to find out. <laughs> Book it on WWE 2K19. Soft plug right there. Soft plug. Um, I don't, I don't know about McIntyre's in ring though. I, I like, think he's watching NXT. His title run at NXT was okay. Like he didn't have great matches, and he had, I think he tore his bicep when he versed um, Almas, but still, before that, it was, it was like an okay match. It wasn't anything special. I was, I was waiting to see how long it took you to mention um seeing Almas on this, on his pod. I'm surprised. The next, the next goat. <laughs> I'm once once he dominates the English language. <laughs> I, wait, wait, wait! Is that like sarcastic or is that legit? Because I saw seeing Amos one hundred percent. Oh no, I'm I'm legit. I, I believe it. <laughs> are we are we all seeing Almas marks or are we just all on the low want to see Selena Vega naked? <laughs> I just so big. This is just one hundred percent. I want to see Selena. A N. She is great. <laughs> she is the the prototypical New York City girl. Like she's perfect. She's a joint, bro. That's a that that's a that's a vibe right there, bro. That's a complete vibe with her Jordans and her Tim's on probably like everything. That who who who's with that? Is that um, is Almas really with that? I don't know. Nah, she used to be uh, Austin Aries. Alistair Black. A- AKA Mr. I just wait, Alistair Black. Yeah. That's is this what, confirmed? That's what the dirt sheets say, yeah. Yo, she just likes every she likes the complete opposite of her, I guess. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think Wait, she got. Is that, is that really got a heart, thing? I think she got heartbroken by dudes like Kells, and she has to <laughs> not fuck with New York dudes no more. Wow. I'm cheap plug. That is. That was wow. You know, I. I'm just not even gonna respond to that. That's not true. That, that is me bullshitting. Kells is a wonderful human being, hard worker, all the things you would want to be in life. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's speaking of Austin Aries, I think he's trash. I think he's the definition of uh, what Kevin Nash would say about other short wrestlers. I don't want to repeat those terms, but we all know. What, what, what vanilla midget? <laughs> <laughs> I was there at Impact. I saw the pay per view. It was disgusting. I hope to never see something like that again because he took away. Johnny Impact's moment. Work or shoot, bro. I'm hearing it's a sh- I'm hearing it's a work, bro. I yeah, think that's it's what I work. thought. I saw in the sheets too. It's a work. It, I think it's a work, but I it's still trash. Because if we're talking about marquee product, the markiest of the mark. I mean, not even mark product. Like we're talking about smart product, like the smarkiest product out. It has to be 
impact because they're going completely meta with this storyline. If it is a storyline. I mean, we'll see when he comes back. <laughs> if he comes back, I prefer him not to. I'd rather them bring back someone like Christopher Daniels than Aries for the 100th time. I don't I... <laughs> Curry Man. Do you remember Curry Man? This guy said Christopher Daniels. Was... Get out of here. Christopher Daniels is what, 43 years old? Get out of here. He's better than Austin Aries. I think people don't like Austin Aries because he's a fucking asshole. That's why. He's also not... He's not that good on the mic. Well, I don't think anybody in Impact is good on the mic, but that's just funny. I'm going to have to agree <laughs> with that. The la- the, remember, the, the only person who was good on the mic is now the commissioner of 205 Live. So, you know. Well, Conan, Conan's good on the mic. Quack, quack, quack. Oh. <laughs> Baro, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. I like I like the LAX and the uh, what's the other one? The OGs. I like the gimmicks, but I don't know about the, the <laughs> mic work. <laughs> I I feel like Conan and um yeah, just Conan. Wow. No one else really talking to Mike. King Who King still Conan. has a house phone? That's me. I don't know why that's plugged in. <laughs> this guy still has a house phone. How are we able to do a podcast and our engineer has a house phone? I just want to. <laughs> Uh, hold on. What's old is new again. I'll be back. You guys can carry this. <laughs> this guy's taking a call in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Must be important, I guess. We gotta wrap up these last five minutes or so of this podcast. <laughs> um. So yeah, the big thing is evolution this weekend. I don't know what the card is. I don't know, Kels. You know what the card is? The evolution card. Yeah, I mean, I could be. I could be a cheater and look it up online, but I'm not going to right now. I just hope Becky Lynch saves the title. Why that's shouldn't my, you? That's that's my one my one thing. I'll tell you right now, well Alexa Bliss just got pulled, so it's gonna be Mickey James and, and Alicia Fox. Wait, so Bliss, the card, Bliss got card is Yeah, Bliss got pulled. So here here's the card. Let's 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 look at this terrible card. And, and and I just want to put this out here. It only has one, two, three, four, five matches. So definitely gonna uh, sell this pay per view short. So what time at is the beginning we got the... starting. Is it at seven like all the other ones? <laughs> I don't think it's gonna start at seven. If it starts at seven, it'll be over in, in, in two hours. It'll probably start at eight. Wow. Let me see. Cause I I, I uh, WWE Evolution. So Nikki Bella versus Ronda Rousey, I think we all want that to go one way. I don't want to see the Bellas with any titles. All they do is hurt other wrestlers. They are <laughs> the female version of Goldberg. I agree with without that. the charisma of Goldberg. And there was no charisma. He just banged his head and <laughs> snorted Pyro, and we loved him. And by we, I mean everyone on this earth besides Varro. <laughs> Wait, Varro didn't like Goldberg? Hates Goldberg. Then took, Varro's probably definitely a Gilberg smart. Because he took out, Gilberg. took out Brett. 
Oh yeah, with these with the with the spirit. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That that spirit was kind of messed up, but there you go. <laughs> so wait, let me see. So yeah, we got the Rollins titles match. We got Charlotte and Becky for the last man, last woman, last woman standing. Got Shayna Baszler versus Carrie Sane. Uh, Tony Storm versus Los Shirai Mae Young Classic, and then we got the Battle Royale for a future title shot. And Jesus, they're Ivory and, and Alundra Blaze are gonna be in this match. It's rough. That's <laughs> <laughs> rough. Kelly Kelly as well. That's rough. Uh, Michelle Mc- Undertaker's wife is making a comeback. I guess it's in the family. <laughs> I guess it's in the family. They're bored. I like how you called her Alundra Blaze instead of Medusa. <laughs> Listen, I I'm you know it's I'm reading the roster and I, she's she's too old to be Medusa, bro. It's just. Let's just, stop, let's just stop that. More than like, who we got? We got Sel- oh, Selena's in the match. Okay, we're good. That's, That's all that matters. So I guess I'm watching the pay per view. <laughs> the, the battle royal. Yeah, it's Selena, Vega, Tori Wilson, Oscar, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Lana, Carmella, Naomi, Billy Kay, Payne, Royce, Ember Moon, Nia Jax, Dana Brooklyn, Fox, Tamina, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Maria Canellas, Molly Holly, and Maria, okay. Ivory, Ivory, yeah. and. Who do you guys think wins? I go with Lena. How about that? What? I'm just gonna. I honestly, I think Oscar's gonna win, but I want Zelina. Of course. Oh yeah, I thought Ember Moon was gonna win. They've been kind of pushing her a little. That's also a good pick. I think the one thing we can guarantee is that Maria Canellas is gonna come out with the shortest shorts possible, and we're gonna get to see Autumn Eeks. (laughs) So. That's a win yeah. on. Every, that's a win for everybody. Uh, what What are your <laughs> for the rest of the card? Uh, I think WWE does what WWE always does and shoots itself in the foot. And Charlotte beats Becky, and then they try to make it up to us by putting the title by having Ronda just beat Nikki Bella for no reason. You think I'm they? Gonna... Th- you think they throw Rick into it? Of course, Rick just, is definitely. Uh... Just turn Charlotte full heel and then give everybody the Becky baby face? If Charlotte wins, she wins because Ric Flair distracts Becky and Charlotte rolls her own. Classic Wait, no, it's a, it's a last man standing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'll be like tied at the end and then oh. Flair will distract her and she'll get the roll up and win. No, it's a last man standing. <laughs> there's no roll up. There's no roll up. <laughs> Oh, it's not Iron Man. It's okay. It's not Iron Man. Well, either way, Flair's going to distract her, and Becky Lynch will get knocked out. He's there you gonna go. Put, he's going to put the figure four on Becky and just keep her on the floor for 10. For or seven. he'll, like, pass He'll pass Charlotte some brass knuckles or something. Mm, yes. And Charlotte will, like, knock her out or something. I don't know. You know, they always come up with some messy stuff. So they're going to do the James Ellsworth all over again? Well, you know, because Charlotte is the female Roman, so, mm. you know. Always gotta overcome the odds. Agreed. I'm I'm gonna agree with Flair's gonna win. <laughs> She's gonna Ronda cry. Gonna, win. She's gonna cry when she wins again. Carrie Sane's gonna win the. Gonna. I mean, she's gonna re- retain the championship. She's low key. Probably one of the best oh, female wrestlers. The elbow drop she has is fire. Everything about her is fire. But that yeah. stomp, that stomp she does across the ring, that's fire. <laughs> 
What other Kari, matches? Kari Sane's got a, she's got a good gimmick. She likes to just, you know, Little drive boats. Yeah. She, she has a nice cosplay gimmick that <laughs> I, I'm not looking at. It's not a cosplay gimmick. She actually likes to drive boats. Okay, guys? That's what I tell myself in my head. <laughs> well, she might be the new Jack Sparrow because they're getting rid of Tommy Depp, so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing remarks, guys? Um, I don't think we. This is a good first episode. <laughs> I think we touched every topic we needed to touch upon. Uh, Hulk Hogan needs to not come back, and it's a shame he's coming back. That's my last take for the for the evening. Kells. Uh I don't really have much to say. WWE is going to mess it up this week. And I'm just very interested in seeing what happens with their PR for the next two weeks or the next month. I'm really interested to see what happens to the subscription counts. So, see if this causes people to like unsubscribe or anything like that. Good point. That's true. I didn't think about that. Oh, well. Well, final note. Undertaker is trash confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're out. <laughs>